Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Ballaholics podcast. I'm here with my friend David, and we're going to be talking to y'all about soccer today. How are you doing, David? How are you doing yourself? I'm doing good, man. So uh, I brought you on the show today because you have a lot of soccer knowledge, and I knew you'd want to share it with other people. Right, right, right. (laughs) (laughs) So um, the first topic I wanted to address with you is Looking at the Premier League so far this season, what would you say is the most surprising team? Well, I think it's too early to say the most surprising team because yeah. um, there have been a lot of surprises from the beginning. You know what I mean. There have been some surprises from the beginning. Um, teams like Everton just took me by surprise. Yeah. And um, um, Leeds also came in strongly. So I was like, okay, okay, what's happening? What's happening? Let me open my eyes. This this tournament is going to be an open game. And you you can tell for a fact that Joe, when you look at the when you look at the what's named the table, yeah. you can see that all the points are just like is it just a difference of one, 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 one. And then when, when someone loses, probably the person is just going to the tenth or fourteenth or fifteenth position. So this is a tight competition, and it's too early to call. I mean, anybody can surprise you because look at what Aston Villa did. It yeah. was a shock. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so everybody's bringing their own surprises on board, and I'm like, okay, surprise me. <laughs> I would have to say, I mean, this season, a team that's been really surprising that nobody's talked about is West Ham. They're currently fifth that's place cool. in the Premier League with. 17 points. Yes. You are right. They made that um, good acquisition. They got a player from the championship called Saeed Ben Rama. He's been he's been wonderful for them. He's got I think he's I believe he's got two assists in the past two games for them. He's been a really good signing. Yes. And also they made investment into is it Michael Antoni? Antonio? Yeah. Yeah. That guy too is really good. That guy, I think he's on injury. I'm not sure. Yeah, he is injured on. right now. Yeah, but that guy came with some all all fire thing, and yeah, he's really doing well. Yeah, we so, excelled in the uh, last season, at the end of last mm-hmm. season during the coronavirus outbreak. Yeah, I think um, most most of um, West Ham West Ham did some quite of I mean some bit of um, let me say investment into their team from the beginning of last season. And getting to this season, they keep improving it. And that's what teams do. You build a team from scratch. And that's what Lampard did. And um, you can see that this guy is... um, This guy has built his team from scratch. So he deserves the applause. So everybody who is building a team, not just buying any player to just win the the EPL. I'm sorry. you You are not going far. So it just takes time, build a team, get some academy players, and, you know, everything will just work out for you as time goes on. Yeah. I'm sorry for everybody listening. I think we had a little uh, communication burst. I couldn't hear you for a little bit. But I, I understand what you're saying, though, for the most part. But, um... David, who do you think has really uh, been disappointing this season so far? Well, 
Joey, I think we all know we team is um, being a disappointment. Yeah. Everybody, <laughs> I want to see if you if you have the same team in mind that I do. Well, I I have um one team in mind. Um, I think um, my United has been a little bit disappointing. Looking at the caliber of players they have, and um, looking at the the kind of um, deals. I mean, the kind of players they got. So I mean, look at the if you look at the kind of players they have, they are not just average players, but these are people that can contribute or change the dynamics of a team. So Mayu has been a disappointment. I know people who say it's Arsenal. I don't want to say Arsenal because Arsenal is now, I think, what's his name? The coach is now doing a, a little bit, Arteta. a whole restructure. Yeah. yeah, Arteta is doing a whole restructure. So, you know, players are now working together to see how this one fits, Pate is fixing. I mean, they are all trying to connect with each other. So it's taking time and we just need to give, we need to give Arsenal a little a little break on this. But aside from that, I think um Mayu has been a disappointment. Oh, and City oh, with where they are. Hey, yeah, don't miss that on the big one. <laughs> oh, City, City, City is a team that um team that will come up. They are just they are just I don't know what is happening with them, but they'll just pull a surprise and boom. Because look, if you look at their position, they're on the fifteenth position. And 15 is not far from 20, the, the 21 points. It's just about six points difference. Yeah. And anything can happen with these small teams that when they meet big teams, they play, <laughs> they have this different style of play. You don't, you don't even understand. So City just will come up, but we don't know when. They will just pull a surprise. That's yeah. Pep Guardiola for you. I think the only person who's really been consistent for City this year is probably De Bruyne. And I think I'd be safe to say that. Um, De Bruyne's one of the top players in the league. We all know that. But as a whole, if you look at Man City's team, and then they got probably the first or second best coach in the world, they should be – I know it's early still, but they should not be that far behind. Yeah. Yeah, they, they are not really far behind. It's just that it's just taking them time. I don't know what's happening to their team, but, well – because I don't see really any big difference what they have as compared to the players. I mean, the last season players and what they have right now. It's just a little change of maybe they bought Nathan Ake. Yeah. Nathan Ake, they got Ferran Torres from Valencia. He's been a good pickup. Oh, yeah, very was... good pickup. I don't know why Chelsea didn't go for our own man. Yeah. And Mendy came back from injury, so he's doing well. So, I mean, it's just it's just a matter of time. Then they'll just bounce back. But you are, when about when they bounce back, it's going to be dangerous for us because <laughs> it's going to be tight at the top four. <laughs> dangerous for us as Chelsea fans. Um, I was going to say originally that going back to our last point that Chelsea's been a surprising team, but I can't really say that because with the players we got, everybody expects us to do this. Yes. Yeah. Everybody expects us to pull at least be in the top four. Yeah. But I think that's the thing. Yeah. I think Frank Lampard, if I could pick one coach though that's really surprised me has been Frank Lampard. At the beginning of the season, uh we had that bad result against West Brom. We came back, but the the three three versus West Brom was an absolute 
just shit show. There's no other way to say it. <laughs> yes. But yes. after that, I think it was after the Man United game, we just went on a run. I believe we won six games in a row after the mm-hmm. 0-0 draw versus Man United. We tied our last game against Tottenham. I think anybody who watched that knew that Chelsea deserved to win that game, whether they want to admit that or not. <laughs> would you Would you agree with that? Um. Okay, so... With the most surprising coach, um, Lampard. Lampard is working under intense pressure. He is, yeah. You know what? Because I mean. we all know Kovacic loves to fire coaches when they're not performing. We all know. Yes, but with Lampard, um, I can tell for a fact that this guy is a veteran in the team, and um, at least his he has been in the team for a long time. He knows the in and in and out of Chelsea. So for him to be there losing some matches last season at his and coming up to be on I mean top four, it wasn't easy though, but this season he's trying his best to push up. Um the the owner of the team is also giving him a, a good first shot. And it has not been easy because look, um and in corona times too, a lot of things have also happened. So yeah. Yeah. So I would say I'm not giving it to Chelsea. I'm giving it to Everton. Yeah. And <laughs> because yeah. Everton has been pulling some surprises lately. Though they have been losing some matches, but I think Everton can Everton has done a lot of transformation in the team. They just need a little touch up. Leicester we know Leicester we know can always just be in the top top four, top five. Yeah. Then just drop just drop off you know where you yeah know like where. last they just drop off they really yeah it's like they just say well, we are going back to our normal position so everton if they do well they can push up to the top four i know southampton are doing well but look um <laughs> we don't know what they are up to but let's look out for wolves and also everton because these two teams uh i think wolves the only mistake they did was sell diego jota yeah, and if he was still there, I think that's been the, have... that's probably been the pickup of the season. Probably yes, that guy has really impressed me. He's been and... phenomenal. Yes, yeah. So though I know he was really good in Everton, but sometimes you need certain caliber of players to also bring out the best in you. That's what a team is all about, and that's what so... a James Rodriguez type player did for Everton. That's what an Allen type player did for Everton. They brought in these. At well, at one point, James was one of the biggest stars in the world of football, and he That's right. he's completely changed that club. They've gone mm-hmm. on a little bit of a downturn recently, but I'm confident they'll regain form. Yes. And then, um, a quick point: we were just talking about Wolves. Prayers out to Raul Jimenez. He just fractured his skull in the last game. Oh my God! <laughs> yes. Yeah. These are all injuries that we have to consider because, and I'm I'm I'm. I'm kind of a little bit worried because as we are talking, I know we'll be hitting close to um, talking about um, what's name injuries in Premier League. Yeah, and it's going to affect as well big teams because you know these big teams during the Christmas season. This where um, the games are so are scheduled such a way that you need to entertain people and people are also watching from home. And a team like Liverpool. Um, 
You th- I don't know what they have. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Uh, Liverpool's injuries, I mean, who has not been lost injury? Basically, their entire defense, aside from Andy Robertson, yes. been injured. And I've noticed this is a recurring theme this year in sports. I think because this year has been so awkward just for every sports because of the virus and the outbreak. Right. That I've noticed a lot of players getting injured a lot more frequently and a lot more severe injuries. You are right. I agree with you. Even let me go a little bit outside of Premier League. You realize that they have Ronaldo went on injury. Yeah, certain players to key players in um the France League One also went on injury. So I don't know whether we we can blame I, I don't want to say I, I blame Corona. <laughs> I just think it's the reason I say that is because with with the virus especially, we did a I would say about a two month break in, in soccer. And then people came right. back. And I think it's just now that we're starting this season on the back of the end of last season, they've mm-hmm. basically been playing throughout the whole year, for being honest. Yeah, right. So all it's this, like the fatigue. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah, fatigue. yeah. The fatigue we're gonna see a lot of injuries, unfortunately, because that's what happens when players play a lot. Right. It is. I mean, we see the yeah. same thing with the Warriors in basketball, don't we? Clay, yes, we all see that happening. It, it was devastating last season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when you play that much and you're always in contention like Liverpool was, then injuries tend to happen, like what happened with Van Dyke or what happened with Trent Alexander-Arnold. Fabinho right. was out for a couple weeks. Yeah, he's back. Yeah, Joe Gomez was out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been rough for them, man. But... Oh, I was even told, was it Wilna? Wilna? Wilnato is also an injury, if I'm, yeah. if I'm certain. He also got injury just this last match. Oh, did I'm he? like, what's going on? Wilnato? No, no, no. James Wilnato. Oh, Milner. Wilner. Milner, Milner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just another... Another person hurt for them. It, it's it's terrible for Liverpool, but at the same time, we're saying they're struggling with all these injuries. I mean, they're second place in the league, so they they they're coping with injuries better than any team I've ever seen cope with injuries like they've had. Yes, I mean, you see, there's one thing about um, club that we don't know about. This guy is a master tactician, and. And looking at his strategies, I think he foresaw or he foresee that there was something like this going to happen. So, look at last season. Yeah, though they had Menamino in there, he wasn't really playing. This season, he's starting him fully. Yeah. And he's bringing um, Sadio Mane from bench. Not because, because Sadio Mane got COVID and he's trying to recover. So, you can't just start him fully. Yeah. It's like you are just putting a card that <laughs> just a cut on a two thousand yeah, miles. You gotta ease to it because then they'll just get more injuries. Yes. And also um looking at um one of these new players wasn't though yeah, Diego Jota is also starting, which is good. And he's playing behind um Salah. And I don't like the attitude of Salah because club is trying to protect you from from injury. That's why he he brings you he he brought you out this last weekend, not uh-huh. because of anything, but because of the injuries. He doesn't want to lose more players. Yeah, he doesn't want to lose more players. So he's like, look, let me bring you out. Let me bring Sadio Mane. 
so that at least even if something happens at least i have two people to deal with jota or one of you guys to depend on yeah because as of now my bench is almost empty everybody's just gone home you know my reserves are now coming in and i can't risk it more so salah has to put his best yeah he was mad he has every reason to be mad yes he's the best player be or the highest paid player but you have to also understand the point of view from the coach that he's trying to protect his team he's trying to protect his reputation he's trying to protect all his legacy that he has set so you can i mean you can't just be mad at you sometimes you have to also be in the shoes and know that look you have to allow a, a, a brother to also play and let the team move on it's a teamwork one has to sacrifice for other one to play. Yeah, he has to so, understand yeah. that Klopp's trying to do what's best for him, and it's not yeah. any punishment or anything. He's just trying to prevent him from injury, like the rest of the team has been. Yes, and these small teams don't even care. They don't care sending you back home. They don't care giving you hitting you. They don't care. They get a card. They get a red card. They don't care. They go home. So I think some of these players and um, some of these Liverpool players must understand what Klopp is doing because this injury thing can be a big issue for them now that they have a competition in february and this ege comes coming up i don't know who is going to recover before the world club cup yeah but this is a big game for them they are they are trying to set more records trying to get more caps and you know they want to get back to the old liverpool they used to be so it's something that some of these players within the team should think about and also do their diligence i mean do their best to also sacrifice other time for other people to also play get some playing time absolutely and then uh so moving on from liverpool i th- i think they've done a phenomenal job coupled with injury but we're going to move to our team chelsea's rivals what is up with arsenal not being able to score goals they cannot put the back put the goal in the back of the net to save their lives they paid Aubameyang all this money he got a huge contract and since then i believe he's got two goals yeah, even the two goals, I even doubt how he scored it. But <laughs> yeah, one of them was the penalty, I know, versus um, who was it? Manchester United, I believe. Yeah, it was Manchester. Yeah. So, yeah, I think with us now, there has been a little shake-up in the midfield. Um, with party and coming in and, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, and party coming in, William also being in the midfield, I think... It shouldn't be it shouldn't be a real big deal if two people come in because Pat is just playing more of a defensive and when it's attacking time he goes forward. Yeah. But William is also contributing his best. We have seen what he has done. So it shouldn't be really a big up a big shake up for him. But I think I don't know. It's it's my thought. It's my thought that I don't know whether Ozil is the one being missing because it's like they need a crazy. Yeah, they need midfielder. they need an Ozil, and nobody knows what's going on with Ozil at Arsenal. But it's been under yes. at least two coaches. I think it's been under three with Wenger, Emery, and Arteta. Every one of them has had yeah. a problem with Ozil. He's not getting playing time. We all know how talented he is, and he's one of the best creative players in football. He oh, yes. get playing time, especially now when they yeah. can't score goals. I don't know. I don't know. Because I've been thinking about it for some days now. I'm like, as now, you need a creative player. Exactly. The creative player you need... You You're need paying him all that money. Is, yeah. It's a huge sum of money. So why do you put this guy on reserve and 
you are lagging behind. You need someone to create these chances, open spaces for you guys to score. That's what Ozil does. He creates the spaces, open it for you guys and score. Yep, absolutely. One of the best at it. Yeah. So I don't really know what they are up to. I don't know what Ateta is up to or what the board told Ateta. But it seems everybody is trying to ignore Ozil. I don't know why. And something must be done about it. Because if you are go- going to ignore Ozil, then it's you, know, you need to get someone, a, a fast replacement for Ozil. I know they were trying to sign this player from, um, is it the Italian league? I forgot his name though. But he was coming to replace... Usama Ward from Lyon in the French league. The French league, sorry. Yeah. And yeah, he was coming to replace that kind of Ozil play style. But but he's more of a box to box midfielder than just than solely a creator. He's more like he's a great midfielder. Don't get me wrong, and he's young. Yes. Ozil is literally the antidote to their offensive struggles, and they're not playing him. So something's going on behind the scenes at that club yes. with Ozil. Yeah, I think, and I don't know. So I think that issue must be solved real quick because I feel the club the club is throwing away a lot of money. Because how do you get a player, put him on a reserve, and he's not playing it? I mean, <laughs> you are just throwing money away. So get someone on board. If you want to sell Ozil, sell him out. Yeah. Just sell him out. Yeah, just sell him. I, mean, I don't know why they're keeping him and then just not playing him, like trying to yeah. ruin his career. You could have sent because you could have sent him on a loan, or you could have sell him to another another team just during this um, yeah. wasn't this past open season. So. Um, it, it, it's just it's just appalling to see some of these decis- poor decisions going on, and yeah, and Oz- I don't know what's happening in the Arsenal defense too, but I think probably things have changed up a little with David the Luiz. It's actually and, been really good. This so far. yeah, the def- yeah, I think David Luiz has now been a little bit stable over there. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't yeah. always that, was he? No, that guy is just like another box-to-box player. <laughs> yeah, he really does like playing like an attacking center back, and that's definitely been a, a flaw in his game for quite some time. Right. Yeah, I think um, when he was in Chelsea, we used to give him we used to give him that space, yeah, that opportunity to just flow, because when sometimes we are working with certain players or certain defenders, they they give you the the opportunity to. They'll, okay, they'll be like, oh, go for it. I'll cover up for you. And which was good. And you could see, I mean, you could see David Lewis scoring free kicks, goals. I mean, you could see him, you know, you could even identify him from a midfielder, attacking midfielder. So, but now that I think he's in Arsenal and he's feeling the real, he has to stay on his feet and be disciplined and play the defense. I think things are changing this season, but Arsenal needs to work on the attacking. Because yeah, their attacking is yeah. And you don't need part. You don't. You, you can't solely depend on Pate and the new players to change a whole game for you. No, these are people who are also coming on. They are coming with a different mindset. They are coming with their own style of play, and you have to appreciate how they play. Exactly. They, they can't be playing defensive and attacking at the same time. They'll get tired. Yeah. Well, um. To segue into our next segment, I wanted to talk about most, both most surprising player and most disappointing player. I'll start it off with the, <laughs> and it's what we were just talking about. I think Aubameyang has been 
we all know how talented he is, but he has not right. ha- translated his talent to the pitch this season. I mean, he's just been he's just been awful. Like if we're being realistic about it. I agree with you. I think he's easily the most disappointing player this season so far. He's got tons of time to turn it around. Hopefully he does. I'm a fan of Aubameyang, even though I'm a Chelsea fan. But, um, yeah, he hasn't been good this year, man. Not at all. I don't know if it's age, if it's he's being content now that he got paid. I don't know what it is. Um, For <laughs> Aubameyang, um, I was I was even having a discussion with my uncle just this Saturday, and we we're kind of surprised after signing that deal. As you said, um, we 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 don't see much of his. We don't see him that kind of fire he brought into EPL, um, where he had to even contend with um, Liverpool stars likes of Sadio Mane and Salah yeah. to win the EPL. Mm-hmm. So I mean the EPL goal king. So. We don't know whether it's the new deal that the money is just getting into his head. <laughs> uh, probably it's something that is more psychological because sometimes it's something in economics. The more you earn, sometimes you feel reluctant to even put in more effort because you feel you are so valuable. So, yeah, it happens. It happens. But this season, I'm not impressed with Obama Young's performance. And yeah. I believe we can do more. And we, we know Arsenal fans aren't content with him this season either. Yeah. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's crazy because it's such a it was such a short turnaround from last season to this season. The end of oh, the yeah. season, when we were doing lockdown games with no crowds, he was phenomenal. You oh, yes. know this as good as I do. He he was the reason they beat us in the FA Cup. Oh yeah. <laughs> I hate to bring it up. <laughs> but um he, he was the reason they wanna get won against us in the FA Cup. And he was phenomenal that whole post or that whole lockdown period for Arsenal. And what is it? Two months later, he's just been terrible. Oh, that's the thing. So sometimes you just ask yourself the question that who is the problem over here? Is it the Arsenal team? No, I mean the his teammates not supporting him, or is just a personal issue with him? Yeah, that's sometimes those are questions that sometimes I try to ask myself because you don't want to push all the blame on Aubameyang. Yeah, that's and, fair. That's fair because we yeah. know how brilliant he is. We know he's not yes. a bad player. He's one of the best yes. in the Premier League. Yes, and sometimes to he sometimes you need certain key players to also connect you or create that space and that chance for you to score. Yeah, yeah. Because look at um, let me bring it. Let me. I want to relate it to Chelsea because looking at um. Mount Mason Mount looking at um looking at the chances Mason Mount um Hakim have been creating Hakim, for our forwards Ziyech? yeah Hakim and Ziyech, what they have been creating those three guys what chance the chance they have been creating for Timo Will Will Wema is it Vema or Wema oh, <laughs> I don't know we are not, we are not Germans <laughs> yeah but. I mean, the chances they create for these forwards like Giroud, um, what's his name, Hardison Odway, these guys have been impressive. And we know Hardison Odway has blew things out of proportion, but it's okay, it's not a topic for today. <laughs> so I think Obama Young hey. <laughs> is, he might not be the big problem personally, but there could be also a factor 
a factor that is contributing to his performance because sometimes you need to depend on certain players to function. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And then, so here's another one, and I could fill in a lot of players on this, but who has been your most surprising player? I'll start off with you, and then I'll answer it. Oh, so the start of a season, mm, okay. Um, I think um, take the whole. I don't want to be... into account the whole season this far. Okay, I wanted to say, um, uh, <laughs> is it our player? I want to say Timo, but looking at how Timo is good, he's doing well. Looking at the chances he's creating, the spaces is. I mean, looking at his contribution to Chelsea is so impressive. Yeah, and also, I agree. With one you. person, I'm, I wasn't, I'm not supposed to be surprised, but looking at how he fits into EPL perfectly was, um, um, Hamas. Oh, Hamas, yeah, yeah, Hamas, what do you guess? And I'm, 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 I'm impressed with his style of play when he came. It's like he just fit into a team and fit like look, a love with his, with yeah. his favorite coach, Ancelotti. He, Yes, so you could see their results coming out. So I would say James Rodriguez, though I'm not a big fan of him, but I appreciate his style of play, clicking with um, Charlison, um and what's his name? Is it Calvert Levin? Calvert Lewin has been. Yeah, so Dominic. So these are all players that um, when he came, he fed with them, they played together, and things have been not so much good, but at least. You can see that Everton has really, has really. I mean, they are doing well right now, and I'm impressed. I mean, we are impressed with what they are doing. Yeah. Well, for me, I would say this is a tough one. I've been surprised by a lot of people. I've been surprised by Calvert Lewin this year, leading goal scorer mm-hmm. of the Premier League. I've been yeah surprised with Callum Wilson at Newcastle. I've but, but you know something, Patrick Bamford. Patrick Bamford at Leeds. He's been pretty good. Uh huh. Yeah, Patrick Bamford is doing well. And but the reason why I'm saying that um Calvert Lewin is doing well is because it's because of James um wasn't it's because of James. I mean, yeah, that's fair. When you get an attacking midfielder put behind you that's elite, then yeah. Yeah. It's like he it's like was name James Rodriguez is just doing the work of Ozil. Fit me in, I'll distribute the passes for whoever can score, and boom, I make it their life easy. Yeah, and I think I think another person we're not talking about on Everton is they got three midfielders this offseason. They got Allen, who's brilliant, Hamas mm-hmm. Rodriguez, and then they got Decore from Watford. Yeah, Decore. Decore has yeah. been he's been amazing too. But I have to say, and you'll like this, David. Tell I me. think easily the most impressive player this year because of the impact on the team is Edouard Mendy. <laughs> he went in Chelsea. Yes, absolutely. We oh, went yes. from having Keppa, who we're not even going to go into it, but he was, he was, <laughs> he was, we went from having trash. Yeah. We went from having Keppa, who couldn't catch a cold. Oh my God. To getting Edouard Mendy, who has the most clean sheets in the Premier League. Going into the season, everybody said when we were getting the likes of Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, Hakeem Ziyech, they were like, well, Chelsea's good offensively, but their defense is terrible. Oh, yeah. Well, now we have the most clean sheets in the league, and I think mm-hmm. a big part of that is Edouard Mendy. He's been phenomenal. I cannot give that yes. man enough praise. Yeah, and I think um, we have to also give um, 
some kind of praise to also Thiago Silva yeah, for his absolutely. leadership in the, the, in the defense. Silva. Yeah. Can though he's though he's old and he's he gets to play in some big matches, but you could see that his leadership skills, his leadership role is really having an impact in the defense. And I mean, when he's in the game, you could see that they are disciplined at the back. From the beginning, it was a struggle, but now you could see that things have really been settled at the back. Yeah, so, I mean, we, 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 we I, I want to give some credit to Thiago Silva. Oh, absolutely. But, no, it's tough yeah, me. Mendy Thiago Silva and Mendy, well. both of them. Both of them. Yeah. Yeah, Mendy, they deserve a good clap. <laughs> yeah, they deserve a clap. Yeah. Sure. I think everybody is impressed with what Chelsea has right now with Edward Mendy and um, with and it's it's, it's 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 like the the facts are saying the stats everything is talking for Chelsea. We don't have to do the talking, but everything is saying that look, Chelsea is doing well on the average, and yeah, yeah. And then the last thing I wanted to talk about with you is if you had to predict, just going off right now, the top four at the end of the season, who would you say? Um, for top four, I think um. <laughs> This season, okay, I, I'm going to put a, a lot of analysis together, right? Yeah, because for <laughs> um, because let let's look at things in this direction. Moreno is a tactician, absolutely. Yes, he gets into your head, Chelsea. Yes, yeah, he gets into your head, and he knows how to win, how to win the the league. He has been he he's let me say he's a veteran of the league. He knows the in and out. He has played with a lot of big teams. So he knows what I mean, what tactics you are coming or what ideology you are bringing on board. And to be honest, we have written off Tottenham for a long time because we know Tottenham is a youthful team. They mess up sometimes. Sometimes they can be in the top four and they just drop out of anywhere. Else. Yeah, they can even be in the top two and boom, they just drop. So, but we can't write off Moreno like that because this time around he means business. I can like agree with you. They're looking very, very dangerous this season. Yes. Yeah, though, sorry to say Harry Kane has been in, is injured. They just announced it that Harry Kane is injured. But Did they really? You can't, yeah, they just said it. Um, he'll be out for some weeks. Though he's injured, um, you can't write off um, this um, this Korean guy. Um, oh, Hyun Son. Son. Yep. Yeah, you can't write him off because this guy too also has um, players that are supporting, um, they are supporting him to, you know, to be at the front. Son is a really good player, but I don't know why the media is not capturing him. Okay. You know, it's English media. He's like the most underrated player in the Premier League, I feel. Oh yes, he's really good. He's really talented, and he could he'll Look. fit in the striker nicely. And then they got Gareth Bale for this reason. Yes. So now when they move so, Sun to striker, or they could put Vinicius at striker, they could put Bale back in at the wing, and they'll, they they won't miss a beat. Oh, yeah. So it's like even Hurricane not being there, there's still you don't feel that emptiness of emptiness of a player. They are still putting things in place to play as perfect as they normally play. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So so we can't write them off. So my top four, I know Tottenham will be there. And um, I would say if Arsenal doesn't put things together by Christmas time, I'm sorry, they can't make it to top four. Yeah, if by Christmas they're in, like, the same position, then they're not making top four. Yes. And um, 
Um, Chelsea, definitely, we are going to be in top four. I can say for a fact, looking at the enthusiasm, the boys are playing and everything. All that trust under that. Frank. Everybody believes in him at that club. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Liverpool, I know for sure fact that they'll be in top four. Yeah. Was... Liverpool will just be, you know, they're right now, they're just hunting Tottenham a little. It's okay. It's just their, just their style of play. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. So, they'll just, Liverpool will still be in top four. And, um, yeah, so so now it's Tottenham. Tottenham is probably targeting fourth or third period. I mean, third or fourth position at the end of the day if they trip. Yeah. <laughs> but Chelsea, Liverpool, Tottenham are going to be top in top four. Now the contenders are going to be. I don't want to say United in top four because the, looking at their the performance distance. and looking at what Ole is doing and looking at the likes of um. What's that guy's name? I've forgotten his name. That creative player in Mayu. Oh, uh, Bruno Fernandez. Yeah, that guy's really good. He's brilliant. And, Absolutely brilliant. And I know I know Harry Maguire is overrated. <laughs> Harry Maguire <laughs> is <preach>. overrated. <laughs> um honestly, he's the best. They say they say he's the best um defensive uh, defender in the world or in England. Who says that? So, Oh, that's what he said. Oh, Look at the price oh, they bought him. They better yeah, the not. The price they bought him. Before. Look, but that guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think Anthony Marshall, um, he's not really doing that much. He's inconsistent, um, man. Because I've seen him yeah. seem like he's world class, and then he he won't score a goal for five games. Yes. Marcus Rashford um, is brilliant, though. Yeah, Marcus he's Rashford. brilliant. He's phenomenal. He's brilliant. Yeah. So I don't know, Igalo. I mean, this Mayu players, I don't know what's really going on in Mayu's team. Um, I think something is going on that we we don't have idea about because sometimes the coach, how he selects his players is... It doesn't appalling. make sense. Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I'm like... Like with him not players? playing Donny van de Beek from Ajax. Yes. So, <laughs> but look, whatever it is, I think if Mayu if uh, if Mayu doesn't shake up before Christmas or uh, after Christmas, then I'm sorry they can't make it to top four. Yes, yeah, because after Christmas, that's when you're going to deep. Sorry, that's where you're going to see the real top four people. Yeah, and I know City is going to work hard enough to be in top four. So you City is going to work hard is going to be in top four. Even if he doesn't make top four, his main target will be to take the UEFA Champions League. And I know Bayern will be a, a big a big opposition for him or a big contender. So because City's plans and ideas is to take um that's Pep Guardiola is to use City to win the UEFA Champions League. So that's if his goal left is to win champion. Yeah. Yeah. So if it's if he's playing if he's playing a chess game in EPL and focusing more on what's name, Champions League. Then I think this is a strategy I've been seen before, but well, Moreno has done it before. <laughs> yeah. Some coaches have done it. They focus full, solely on EPL, hey, UEFA Champions League, but they lack, I mean, they are lagging behind in their normal home game. So it's okay. It's a risky thing, but look, you know that um, teams like Juventus are not going to slide back. Barcelona is not going to slide back. Um, Chambers name, Dortmund. Um, was named was named Bayern. These teams are not going, but PSG is also bouncing back strong. 
they want to win it. So, and even your own home teams like Liverpool and stuff, though they are and Chelsea and Chelsea. Oh yeah, Chelsea. Oh, Chelsea likes to dis- would like to disgrace City sometimes. So, these are teams that you have to look at. So, is you have either you play safe by making it to your top four, and and not risking everything into the UEFA Champions League. But I won't be surprised if West Ham is able to maintain a top four, top five thing. I'll, I'll be oh, I'd be yeah, that'd be the story of the season. So, um, yeah. your top four is Liverpool, Man City, Chelsea, Tottenham. Not in that order. Um, Man Liverpool, Chelsea, Tottenham, then Man City. Yeah, yeah. So, yes. I'm gonna keep the top three: Chelsea, Tottenham, and Liverpool. Right. The fourth one that could really that could go to anybody. I mean, oh, yes. I, I would honestly say Wolves because they've been hunting that spot for so long. Oh, yeah, I know. Ralph <laughs> now with the fractured skull, I, I can't put them there. Yeah, and, well, who knows? Maybe um, Tuaro, is it Tuaro? Oh, Tuaro. Yeah, yeah Tuaro, he can step up in his game and but take some. But doesn't play him. He never play. He never starts. I don't know why. I don't know, but that's a that's an Ozil thing too. But um, I think because that guy is strong, the... he's fit, and he can make the runs for Wolves. Because I've seen a couple of his game this season, and when he comes in, you could see that he's making impact. He's making passes. Yeah, I think one of his passes ended up. It was supposed to even be an assist, but he ended up hitting the bar, and another person scored. So look. I think Adamu has to be has to be started more, giving more playtime, and you know there's going to be an impact. Definitely. Um, for my, you know what I hate to say this, David, but I think fourth place is going to be Manchester United. I don't know how they're going to do it. I'm a fan <laughs> of Manchester United. I cannot stand them, but they always seem to. I don't. I I can honestly see them picking up somebody in January and then just going on a run like they did with Bruno last year. It could really be anybody for that top four spot. I'm not sure who's gonna get. I think I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you because I think right now everybody's finding the loopholes in their teams. So by when there's a there's a winter winter was named transfer. Who knows? There could be some surprise. That's what I'm that's, like. Look, that's gonna the be big three, deal, the transfer window. Yeah. The the top three are going to maintain their three, but the fourth position there's going to be a shake up over there because I don't see the difference between Leicester's points and Manchester's points, Manchester United's point, and or let me say let me even go down to City. Yeah, I don't see any big difference. They are all together, like they are all following. It's just a one point difference, and look, anything can shake up. So, yep. So anything can change within the top the top. The from fourth position to eleventh position. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I totally agree with you. We'll we'll definitely be checking in in a couple of weeks, David. Thank you for being on today. Right. Thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate good episode, it so much, bro. Appreciate it. You're welcome. All have right. a good one. Yeah. Have a good one. <laughs>